Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Tight Beam. This is episode number 18. We have a special guest interview we're going to have on the show later on today. We are all really excited about this one. Uh, we have Francois Chow on the show. Um, whoop, whoop. <laughs> Super exciting. <laughs> yeah, we are all really excited. He's, he's such a such a cool guy. I think you guys are really like the interview. Um, in fact, I think you're going to like how we got into acting, which is a lot of fun to hear. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a super funny interview. Yeah. Uh, so tonight, it's just the three of us. You've heard voices here already. It's myself. I'm your host, Lou. And we've got Shannon and Andrea. How are you ladies doing tonight? You know, I'm I'm living. I'm living. Wow. <laughs> I'm way alive. Way to sell it, Shannon. Way, way to sell that enthusiasm. Welcome to Rush at a university. This is how I feel. <laughs> Oh, I just came from a cold, so I'm feeling a little bit more alive. Okay. I'm really happy to be recording, so let's, let's nice. put the show on the roll. Nice. Oh, she's nice. always rushing us. She is. She's, she's like, <laughs> I want to get this done because I got things to do and people to see. <laughs> no, it's 1045. I want to go to sleep. That's don't true, tell true. our <laughs> listeners what time it is. They don't need to know how late nice. we do this is show. That, is that a secret? I don't know. They okay. should know because we we stay up and lose sleep and we, we are, need coffee the next we are day. Dedicated, yeah. <laughs> dedicated. Okay. Uh, well, let's jump right into the news then. So, um, Shannon, why don't you start us off with the news on the uh, the RPG Kickstarter? Yes. So, uh, there's as of recording, there is only 22 hours left. Obviously, we will not have this episode up by the time it finishes. No. I have work tomorrow, so I will not be editing this episode tomorrow. Um, but you know we. We're getting close to the end of the numbers, so it's not going to update too much. So I figured I'd talk about the numbers, some of the perks. Um, so, you know, as of right now, it has raised $363,375 of its $30,000 goal, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is like a hundred and what is it? I think it's 120% by now, 100 Sixty percent, way overachievers. <laughs> Super overachievers, and I mean the overachievers. There's five thousand one hundred seventy-eight of us overachievers. Lots of lots of people, um, especially because you know, as I learned recently, Kickstarter. You know, you can sign up to get an email alert near the end of a campaign if you don't want to pledge early. Um, a lot of people. There's been a huge push um, in mm. the last twenty-four hours, and I'll talk about. One of the reasons possibly why in a second. But um, yeah, so a lot of money, a lot of backers, 22 hours to go as of right now. Um, so because they've reached more stretch goals since the last time we've talked, uh, the core rule book will now include a six adventure campaign called Abzu's Bounty, uh, which sounds really cool. Uh, we also have, and this is where I get really stoked, we have deck plans for a rock hopper. <laughs> deck plans for a light freighter and the reason i think we got this huge push is because one of the stretch goals they would have met that we were hoping they would meet that was unlocked today and that was deck plans for an mcrn corvette class ship aka the rocinante nice. people have wanted this for forever i go on reddit like all the time and everyone's trying to like you know figure out what the deck plan looks like officially which we never really had official word and sometimes the show the show's rossi can be a little confusing um i mean <laughs> andrew and i've seen it um i could not tell you where anything <laughs> is i all i remember is that the gym is across from the med bay that is literally all i remember so um it's it's pretty exciting because you know this is something that's been debated and discussed for a while um lou can probably say that he can probably confirm that's been going on for years mm -hmm. um so everyone's pretty excited i'm really i'm really glad it hit this goal because you know it, it, it helps with like when you're trying to figure things out or talk about things if you know where things are so right. you know well, yeah so they hit that today um there are three stretch goals left and they're about to hit one which is uh the belter pirate ship deck plans and then there's unn monroe class deck plans 
Nice. Makes me think of Bob. And then <laughs> um, the final stretch goal is a new James S.A. Corey short story that will go in the core rule book. And that takes the campaign all the way to 400,000. The, the very last stretch goal, no more stretch goals, 400,000. They kept having to make stretch goals and they're finally, they'll finally be free. Uh, 400,000. So with luck, um, we'll get that last those last, you know, tens of thousands and we'll get as many goodies as possible. Um, all the deck plans would be super cool, but obviously everyone loves a new short story. Um, oh yeah. yeah. Shorts would be always, amazing to get. Always pushing for content. So, um, I've already backed it. Um, okay. I might, I might pledge another $20 so I can get an extra game masters kit. Cause I can, um, happy, Merry Christmas, Shannon. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty exciting that it made so much more than the initial stretch goal and that, you know, excitement and, uh, pledges have just kept going this entire month. I mean, it just goes to show you, I mean, we're a fandom that saved our show, but it just really goes to show you how much people, you know, would love to further immerse themselves in the story how much they love the story and how much we want to support more, you know, stuff, more expanse stuff. Because there's not a lot of merchandise out there. We have a board game, a Rossi you could get from Loot Crate and some mm -hmm. stuff that uh, the kid robot figures and whatever sci-fi sci sent out to fans because they sent a couple like 3D printed things and hats and things like that. Nothing really exists. So people want merch. And so if we can make that happen, I think that's also part of what drove this campaign is having like an official role playing game, which is the nerdiest thing in the world. I love it. And I'm so excited to play it with you guys for a couple episodes. <laughs> yes, we will have to do It'll that. It'll be super fun. I'm really excited. I'm really glad it did so well. Uh, congratulations to Green Ronin Publishing for having such a successful campaign. That's incredible. So that's all I got to say on that. I'm excited. I can't wait to see what the Rossi looks like. So, so now, now, let me ask you this, though, Shane, before sure. we move on. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're close. And, and I know this will be all said and done before this episode gets posted for mm -hmm. everybody here. But, you know, what do you think the chances are hitting that $400,000 stretch goal? <sighs> I mean, we're close, but we're, we're you know, so 37,000 away, 36,000 away. To be fair. 22 hours left. Right. To be fair, this morning, literally, was it this morning or yesterday morning? I literally looked at that number. It was like at, sitting at 360 or 353, no, 343, something like that. It was sitting at right, like close oh, enough. This morning? That it might have been yesterday morning. Okay. okay. It was sitting close enough that. I worried that we wouldn't get that Corvette class deck plan, you know, mm -hmm. and that was, or no, I remember it was, it was in the thirties the night before. And I was like, man, I don't think we're going to get it. I'm kind of disappointed. I tweeted about it even. I was like, Oh, you know, that's kind of upsetting. And then I was at work and I stopped to check it yesterday and it was at six or is it three forty three? And I was just like, Oh my God we might actually get it. And then by the time I got home from work, we got it. The, the Corvette class deck plans. So anything's possible. Um, I'd like to think there will be a final push in the last 22 hours. Um, I feel like we're going to get close, <laughs> but not close enough. Um, right. But you never know. It's the end. They did just open the option to get, if you want to get another book, if you want to get another, like I said, another Game Masters kit, they're opening that option to people. And I think that's part of why there's been another huge boost in the last 24 hours. So mm -hmm. we'll see. Um, I'm hoping. Well, cool. I mean, it'd be fun to see them get to that point. Mm -hmm. um, and like you said, if people are, are you know, having that, that watch thing up to let them know that the uh, Kickstarter is ending if they want to back it, mm -hmm. uh, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe a couple people will pony up for that thousand dollar or more pledge. Right. You I know, think. That, that, were you checking it out? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah saw, I thought cool. more people were going to take that faster. So we'll see. I know there's still there's still a few left. There's, there's still, still a few uh, left. 16 left. Yeah, that would put us right over the top, right? Almost. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> well, we'll see. I I hope so because I this has kind of been amazing. And um, well, yeah, at, at any rate, it is just amazing how much they have raised for this thing. They I mean, funded it are, within an hour. Yeah. To begin yeah. with, and then you know they hit all of their initial stretch goals within 24. So like, I mean, anything's possible. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> Uh, let's see. In the real world now uh, that we can all attend to, um, Dragon Con is coming up. Well, not all of us. None well, of us we, are no, going to be there. All of, us, all of us could attend. I didn't say we are, but we could attend. I mean, you could go and get tickets tonight and go and be there. It's and, a work blackout you know, date. I can't go. Hang out with Tim. You could quit your job. <laughs> I you wish. Know, you go hang out with Tim because Tim's going to be there That's for true. us. That's true. I could have hung out yeah. with Tim. Mm. <clears throat> She'll start happy about that. I'll let Tim know. <laughs> okay, but anyways, um, August 30th through September 3rd is Dragon Con uh, down in Atlanta. And this is probably one of the more well-known, I, I, almost a fan-focused mm-hmm. convention. It's very I mean, fan-focused. I've never been myself. I, I'd, I'd like to go to Dragon Con at some point, but it, because it's kind of a show for the fans, by the fans, and, and they kind of have a huge input as to how this is run, um, it's just a really good experience, I've been told. So there are some um, expand stuff going on down there, right? We have a couple, um, is there, yeah, two panels. Um, and of course, typically in cons, you'll have signings and you know, photo ops and stuff, which is always fun to do. Um, let's see, we have two panels. We have the Space Race, um, Mosaic of the Expanse. And we have the science the expanse from A to zero G. Now the science one would be right up my alley. I think that'd be fantastic mm-hmm. to kind of look at because we said it before. The, the books are so well written in the fact that it's you feel like you know what it feels like to fly on a ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know when you read right. the books, and and I think that kind of stuff is going to come through in this kind of panel. I, I would love to to be there and see that. Um, now, Shannon, do you have any idea what the mosaic of the expanse? panel is, is about and how that's going to be done? No? Okay. I have no idea. I feel I mean, I get the vibe that it's just like the world of it or like having to do with like the space race or something like that. I don't know. Mm, okay. Well, okay. I'm interested too. I saw that title and I was like, yeah, I can't figure out what that's about. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. But hey, you know, it's going to be about the expanse. So if you're a fan, exactly. you'll be good to go. Uh, so- it almost reminds me of the um the ships that were in the Razorback, you know how there mm-hmm. was that the history mm-hmm. of flight. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me of that. It might that be, be an educational thing. Yep, the, the history yeah. of it, how how we got there, that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, see, as far as um, talent going to be on hand, we have Shore Ray is going to be there. Um, Kaz, Dominique, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Frankie. So that's a good uh, good roundabout for the for the for the crew. Good reason to quit your job. Yeah, sure. True. Tell you. True. Yeah. That's so true. Forget about those blackout days. Just go. <laughs> I'm calling sick. I'm on my deathbed. I got to save money to visit the Great White North. Oh, I thought you were going to say me, but okay, well, it's Canada. I Whatever. met Andrea, but I, I was trying to be, I was trying to hint, and I didn't want to say that one because obviously we're, I can't. Reference oh, video. I'm at that one now. I'm, I'm I don't, trying to I don't be subtle. I'm trying to make a joke, and I can't say that one because it's video and nobody can see us. <laughs> <laughs> You're not oh, staying boy. in my apartment. Sorry, Shannon. <laughs> wow. Just kidding. So see, also at Dragon Con, uh, there's going to be a fan meetup, of course. Um, there's going to be a. A language class. If you want to learn new language, Lang Belta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can say it. I know you can. <laughs> you were just so pointed. A language what? class. Yeah. What, what you, language, you Lou? Learn? What language, Lou? Lang Belta. Spanish. Spanish. Yes. <laughs> just the oh, way wow. the way you said it. It's like what language, oh. Lou? I wasn't trying to be <laughs> mysterious. <laughs> Lou, wow. do you know any Belter words? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, let's let's do one really oh my easy. Okay. Oh, here we go. Yeah, language lesson right here, right now. Don't curse. I'm not censoring. Yam sing. Wait, wait, what? Yam sing. Yam sing. Kopeng. Kopeng. Mm? Kopeng. Kopeng. Yeah. 
So Yam Sang Kopeng. Yam Sang Kopeng. There you go. You're not saying anything bad. Nothing You're saying bad. cheers, my friend. Okay. I was wondering what I just did. It's like you. like in that like in that scene in the bar when Holden and Naomi are like getting drunk and laughing about dead shed. And they both okay. are, and she just goes, Yam Sang, and they like clink their glasses together. There we go. Le- Belter lesson of the day. We should do something like this for a recording. We should. Get <laughs> Andrew on here. I think it'd be fun to learn yeah. the language and just really be able to speak it. It'd be kind of cool. Yeah, we can get we yeah. can get Han on here. It reaches out because um, she does yeah. a lot of the language. She's actually going. I think she's doing the Lang Belter class at Dragon Con. I know she's going. Um, and she okay. also does the the cocktails and everything. Cause do that. Have Andrew <laughs> on the show. Also teach us how to dance. Um, oh. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nobody can see her dance. You can't but, see okay. they're, they're dancing on camera. It's just <laughs> disturbing. Disturbing. No, I didn't say that. No, you must have heard something wrong. The microphone's not functioning. Anyway, the I, storms. I it's the storms. It was the storms. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Okay, so what else we got, Andrea? All right. So this is just a simple reminder of what we're going to be doing during this hiatus, during this desert like <laughs> moments when we do not have the expanse to quench the thirst that we have for season four. Um, so we really do want to get into in-depth discussions of season one and season two. We really do want to take a look at the books, the novellas, um, dive deeper into it because during the episodes, we really didn't want to spoil it for those um, who haven't read the book. So we really do want to um, discuss a lot more of those things that we weren't able to cover. Um, We, as you already see, potential guests that will be coming around. We already got um, a bodyguard. We got a father of the universe and then the creator of the visual effects, one of the creators of the visual effects. So we're really excited to see who is next in our journey. Um, and of course, like always, we really do want your feedback. We want to know what you want us to cover. Um, is it teaching Lou how to speak Belter? Is it, teaching eric how to do the belter dance we never know whatever you guys want we will give it to you i feel like he'd be resistant (laughs) to that i don't know i don't know what it is but something tells me he is not he is not here so right automatically he says yes to doing the dance okay yeah i agree if the fans want it says yes to the dance oh boy exactly so it's already been decided if the fans and the listeners want to listen to it. If you want us to interview somebody, a guest that you really, really want to hear a little bit more about, let us know and also mention them on Twitter just so that we can start getting those movements going. Um, but other than that, it's up to you guys. Give us the feedback and let us know what you guys want. Awesome. Now let's jump to the interview. So Andrew, why don't you bring us into the interview? On this episode of the Type Beam, we have infiltrated Mal Kowalski's Mercantile and Protogen to get a closer look at what it is like to play the best father in the universe, Jewel Pierre Mao. So tonight joining us is Francois Chow. Francois, it's a pleasure to have you here. Well, thank you very much. It's, uh, it's great to be here. And yes, he is the best father in the universe. Yes, <laughs> father of the year. Don't forget that. Yeah, father of the year. Father of the year, yes. Yes, every time that he's on the screen, you're like, damn, I wish my father was like that. Uh, (laughs) So you've done um, some really interesting work. I've talked to some people um, about the interview that we were going to be doing, and a lot of people remember you from Lost. That's one of the biggest ones that people know you for. Um, What other works have you done that um, you can talk to us about, some of the stuff that stands out to you in terms of your work um, in the acting industry and so forth uh some of this i mean it's it's amazing how uh what uh, people are fans of because uh i i go way back to uh, uh the old uh ninja teenage ninja turtle movies yes mm-hmm. uh, the second <laughs> one where i played the shredder yes and there's still people you know 
they're like, you know, people in their thirties and forties coming up to me and going, Hey, I watched you when I was a kid and I would love to know <laughs> just great. I feel like, Oh, thank you. Now I feel really old, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, that's one, that's one thing that people, it's amazing to me that people still recognize me for. And then if you, you really, some diehard fans will, um, know me from, uh, the old G.I. Joe animated right. series. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, even like uh, video games. Uh, some There's a lot of fans of Wing Commander, mm-hmm. um, which was, I guess, back in the 90s when we did it. And uh, I remember they, they sent me the game to play and I hooked it up to my computer and I, I just, I'm like, I had the keyboard and I'm, I'm looking through what I was doing and I... <laughs> <laughs> I start out, I would just die right away. And I was like, oh, wait, I think I need something else. But it was a big hit, I guess. And people and their fans are still going, oh, look, it's, it's uh, you know, Vagabond from Wing Commander. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, um, from, from watching Jules Pierre, uh, I've played a lot of uh, bad guys, villains. Uh, uh, mostly bad guys and villains. <laughs> when I was younger, up to now, now I'm getting a little more. Uh, now I play the, not just the, you know, of course there's Mao, but I usually end up playing like the mean, stern father, uh, you know, to kids, and I'm like, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'm not sure what the <clears throat> what the next uh, what the next <laughs> is. <laughs> We'll All out. we know is that you're going to be a father and you're going to be stern yeah. and you're going to be Odds are. might kill someone in the right. process. It's just one more reminder about how old we're getting and now we're playing the father roles or whatever. Yes. It's, just, it's <laughs> tough. It's a hard transition. Yeah. I mean, I, the, playing the bad guys, I was, you know, when I was younger, I started out as sort of the the, the gang member, you know, the guy in the, the leather jacket or something. And then and then I started moving up and then I became the, the head gang member. And then, then I became the head guy in the Armani suit who controls the whole, you know, the drug war and all that stuff. So that was a lot of that. You made it all the way to the top. That's the yes, important thing. We're in the good suits. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so before we get to discussing your um, role in the expanse, we wanted to take a little bit of a, uh, track down memory lane just talking about how you started getting into acting what drew you to that um and we just want to ask you a little bit more about your past um in terms of that and then we'll jump into the expanse sure 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 so again how did you get into acting what drew you to it um okay i think i've told this story a bunch of times but uh i started getting interested when i was in um high school um I went to uh, an all-boys Catholic school run by Jesuits. Uh, I guess you think, uh, what's that movie? Uh, Dead Poet Society. Mm. Uh, that was pretty much it. Yeah. Um, by um, maybe sophomore, junior year, I was, I was like, oh, man, I'm going crazy. I got you know, to go meet some girls. And there was no, I mean, the, the only... I couldn't think of anything. So I thought, oh, wait, I'll go to the sister school, the all-girls schools, and I'll audition for their plays. That way, if I get in, I can go hang out there and, you know, <laughs> stuff there and meet girls. And yes. uh, it, 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 it turned out pretty good. I, I met some very nice girls, and then I found <laughs> theater. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> that is a fantastic way to get into acting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really? you can't argue the results. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I got lucky. It worked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. Now, what play was that that you got into? Do you remember? Uh, they were all musicals. Beautiful. The one, yeah. The first one <laughs> I did was, I think it was called, uh, wow, Carnival. And okay. About, uh, you know, it was like set in a carnival, and I, I was like, uh, "What do you call those guys?" I was a roustabout. <laughs> uh, to this day, I'm not sure what they do. You know, they, I guess they work around the carnival, but I'm not sure what. 
what they do. Yeah. But basically, I was you know in the background with the chorus, uh, which which was great, which is fine for me. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, that wasn't the acting was not a part of the, the what you wanted to do. There was it, another. It, it, it didn't start out that way, but then, exactly. as I started doing it, I thought, wow, this is, uh, you know, this is a lot of fun. This is great. And then uh, I guess uh, meeting the girls was kind of, I, want, I don't want to say was secondary, but it kind of, you know, it kind of dropped in the I, I love this. This interview oh, is the best. That's a great, that's a great intro to, to acting. Oh my um, goodness. Yeah, you've done a lot of sci-fi stuff over the years. Um, is that by choice? Do, 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 are you a fan of sci-fi in general? I, I'm a huge fan of sci-fi, but the stuff oh. I've done is, is not by choice. I mean, it's, you know, this, uh, uh, I, I, as an actor, I'm not quite at the level where I can, <laughs> pick and choose what I, what I want to do. The jobs sure, come, sure. Oh, yay. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, sci-fi. I'm a huge sci-fi fan. Um, I've been a huge uh, Star Trek fan. For okay. you know, I remember watching the uh, the original series. Uh, I when I was uh, I, I came to the states from uh, Vietnam, but I remember. For somehow, in Vietnam, they had, like, American television. So I watched Star Trek and uh, Batman, uh, stuff like that. Uh, and since when I, when I came to the States, I was like, whoa, now I can just, I can watch it all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, so the, the, the original Star Trek was, I have friend, I have my, you know, my friend who, who's also like that, and we see each other and we just start quoting lines to, you know, quiz each other on, on which episode it was and who was in it and blah, blah, blah. Total geek stuff. Uh, I mean, the geek stuff is like super fun. So it is. It is. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm guilty of that. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. It's, it's, uh, you know, um, and then from Star Trek, I mean, any, any kind of uh, sci-fi, uh, what's the other genre, I guess, what you fantasy or maybe i mean like mm-hmm. like you know i'm a huge game of thrones fan right of, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff any, any, anything like that great yeah. yeah i mean there's you know there's a lot of fun in fantasy and there's definitely a lot of fun sci-fi in that you can play more diversity and that's why i always enjoyed about sci-fi mm-hmm. yeah it wasn't always the same story um right. and it told you know modern stories or modern stories real stories yeah, yeah. in ways that were a little more abstract for people yeah 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 that, that, that was one of the big reasons i i love the original star trek was mm. uh you know all the stories were had the little you know, kind of like allegories of certain mm. things and uh, right. that's the kind of sci-fi the time stuff. they were pushing some boundaries there too oh, yeah. at the time oh yeah, yeah. absolutely you know the, the 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 other type of sci-fi i mean it, it's fun um but it's not as important for me. Like the, just the, uh, and I don't want to get in trouble, but you know, like, you know, there's always the Star Trek, Star Wars thing. Yeah. Star Wars for me is a little more, it's just kind of surface, you know, um, laser guns and, and lightsabers and mm, right. like that. Yeah, space fantasy. Yeah. 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 yeah I won't argue that. <laughs> okay. Nobody, nobody can say anything bad about it. Yeah. <laughs> These are your yeah. opinions. <laughs> so obviously, you like acting, and you like acting uh, with women. Um, but outside of acting, what what do you like to do? Like on a random day, what does Francois like to do in his spare time? Uh, well, these days it's pretty much uh, just running after my daughter um, fair enough which is you know but uh i love i'm a big tv guy I, you know I, I, the tv is turned on in the morning when i wake up until i go to sleep at night and uh, i watch way more than i should but i watch as much of everything as i can and uh, i'm a big uh, i love uh, movies um uh, especially the, the the old movies mm. uh, from uh, you know going back from 
70s, 60s, 50s, 40s. I don't know. I've, I've, I've probably watched, like, I don't, don't want to say every movie, but it's it's getting pretty close. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of stuff I like. And I also, uh, the rest of the time, I, I do um, uh, martial arts, which I've oh. uh, been involved in since, I don't know, for the last, on and off for the last... Uh, Ooh, 45 years maybe mm-hmm. uh, wow. so it's a you know it's it's uh that's pretty much takes up most of the time i have mm-hmm. so and then of course point, looking for work as an actor right yeah. <laughs> right and so at this point we can probably tweet the expanse to be like let him do martial arts in the show <laughs> <laughs> let's see him like beating up a prisoner on earth exactly. or something for, for fun I'm thinking, you know i could be right now i could be uh, in in some uh I don't, I don't know if they still use orange jumpsuits but i could be in an orange jumpsuit <laughs> in jail and then i you know I, I could meet up with aaron wright and we could have a big Oh, that, yeah. Oh my, yeah. Why isn't he writing? Yeah. yeah. Prison break team we got to add in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we got we to gotta have it out. There you go. That would be pretty awesome. I would be hands down <laughs> grabbing the popcorn, doing a viewing party just to see that. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, outside from the expanse, um, do you have any future projects that you're working on that you can talk about anything like that? Or right now there's just limited things that you're working on top secret and you can't really discuss. Uh, not, I guess it's, well, everything is top secret these days. I mean, I always get these NDAs I have to sign and stuff like right. that. That's true. Uh, the other project that I, I love working on and it's kind of at the same time as the expanse, which turned out great is called the tick. Yes. Uh, right. On Amazon. And the character I play on the tick is uh, is is like the anti Mao. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, it's just completely uh, uh, the other spectrum, and it's 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 a blast to play. Uh, uh, and that's taking up my time now. And then uh, I just, uh, other than that, I do guest star roles on a bunch of different. Uh, right different series and stuff like that, um, whatever comes around. So, you know, something's going to come up pretty soon. Ooh, (laughs) that would be exciting. We'll (laughs) see. All right. So we're going to get right into what a lot of the fans want to start hearing about your experience with the expanse. So in order just to kick it off, we wanted to ask you um, what it was like working on set because there was Shannon and I went to set and it was a fantastic experience um, to be there. We were treated like family and and we just wanted to know how it felt for you to be there, um, what it was like to be working with um, some of the actors and actresses. I mean, some of the people that you worked with were your daughters, Florence and Nadine. Um, You treated them pretty poorly. Um, Tyler Blake Smith. Tyler Blake Smith, who was your bodyguard, who did his job properly, yes, got he killed did. for you. He did take that um, bullet for me, which is good. Exactly. <laughs> I think he took more than one bullet, but <laughs> um, you worked with Steven, Shoray, Nick mm-hmm. Tarabay, and other cast members. So, how was that experience for you, or how does it continue to be for you? Uh, it, uh, I mean, it was it was great. It was amazing. I one of the things uh, I love working and I love being on set. So a lot of uh, my fellow actors or a lot of people they were you know when as you know on set there's a lot of downtime waiting for you know um, a lot of the actors will go back to their their, their trailer, their room, whatever, and they won't come until it's ready to work. I, on the other hand, love to just stay on set and I, I hang, you know, I hang around or I, I can talk to the other actors who are there. I get to know uh, the crew. It's, it's hard because, um, you know, unless you're like a series regular and you're there consistently all the time, you'll get to know everyone. Right. But if you if you like me, you come in and out a lot. It's hard to uh, get get a rhythm going. As you know, remember everybody's around, everybody's name, and uh, so uh, I'd like to just hang out on set, 
you know, not not disturb people, but I like to watch people work. I like to watch uh, how they set up the cameras or whatever they're doing. Right. And, uh, and then I try to stay away as much as I can from the craft services table, but sometimes it's... <laughs> <laughs> too tempting yeah. yeah it's too tempting so but yeah i love being on set and i love working and of course um i mean the first time i came on the first scene i did was with um shore um sean who plays aaron wright and um the actor who plays admiral souther i think mm-hmm. This was like at the beginning of season one, almost right. Like right at the end. All I did was walk in and, you know, Sean introduces me to Shore and I say, you know, nice to meet you. And, and that's it. And in, in the script, though, the, the description is, you know, after the line, you know, and I walk off and then it says, you know, she doesn't know it, but she just met the devil. <laughs> that's so nice well, I'm like, oh okay so I guess I'll be doing some more stuff later on <laughs> but uh, yeah. Description. <laughs> yeah 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 very, yeah very subtle I guess very subtle description <laughs> and it's so funny I just rewatched that and that's the exact vibe I got right oh okay see oh. I, I did my job. job right yeah I did my job now, first of all, earlier you said that you you always play the bad guy and you're always on that evil side of the of, of the coin. Um, d- does that ever bleed over into real life? Do, I mean, do, do fans see you and automatically dislike you because of who you play as as the character? Uh, you know, it's it's weird. Is he just a normal guy, or um, they usually, you know, I'm 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 usually pretty nice to everyone, so they're okay about that. I think one of the things is uh, one of the reasons I I get cast as a bad guy a lot because I must give off some, or maybe I'm good at giving off the that bad guy vibe because you know I <laughs> always, there is. I yeah, always, really, there's nothing wrong with being good at playing a bad guy because you yeah. do a great job at it. And, and I, love, I love evil characters that, that, that own that and take that to yeah. heart. And you do a great well, job. I always get, uh, usually, you know, they have random checking people at the airport or, you know, you go somewhere and they pull you aside and they randomly check you. Uh, for some reason, uh, I'm, they always get oh, my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure why. I'm like, hey, well, what's the deal? But for, I'm always, they go, excuse me, you can come over here, please. <laughs> so, it, it as, as they're searching his luggage, it's like, you just killed off one of my favorite characters. Let me just yeah. see what you got here. <laughs> I got I to gotta check this now. <laughs> that is real. It makes me so sad, but it's so funny at the same time. Oh, it, you know, it's... Uh, because you know, ninety-nine percent of the fans they know that it's 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 all acting and you know, right. They, they, right. I mean, I've done a couple of uh, comic cons and stuff like that, and fans are just amazingly nice. Good. You know, you you just feel so. Uh, they 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 come up to you and say, "Oh my God, I loved you in this," and you say, blah, blah, and you're like, "Oh, thank you, thank you," and. It makes you feel great, but you know, at the same time, you're like, "Well, oh, geez, I, I hope I live up to your, <laughs> to your expectation." You do, you do, you do a really good job. And, and again, we're we're gonna dive deeper into it, but the way that you make us feel about your character, it's like it, it like can can we hope for the best? But then we know that it's not gonna turn out that way. So you do a really good job of making us question mm. what you're doing, and it is a yeah. really good vibe. And you do a really good job playing oh, the best it, father it, in it the mean, universe. It really is uh, all the writers. I mean, right. uh, my my job. Uh, the acting play. does a good job too. So well, I mean, <laughs> we're lucky if I you know I come on set and I the lines come out of my mouth uh, that make sense and they. They get it, and <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, the writing was great, and uh, I, you know, especially for for Mao, uh, it started. I mean, when it started out, I thought, oh, oh he's another just a bad evil guy for some reason. Uh, 
And, and of course, you know, the bad guys, when you play them, you don't, you never think of yourself as, oh, I'm, I'm the villain. You always, you know, I'm always saying, well, Mao is doing what he has to do. It's not like he's, you know. Uh, exactly. He doesn't think he's a bad guy. He thinks he's just yeah, doing what he's doing, right? Mm. Um, now, you, speaking of the writing and in, in, in how well you've, you've, you've done with these roles, have you read the books? Have you read into the whole series? I When I, when I started shooting, I started reading the books, and I got up to, I think, um, either the middle of book two, mm. where I, I sort of caught up to where I was uh, in the script. Right. Okay. And then I thought, well, you know, uh, maybe I should, uh, I'll just stop now because I don't want to really uh, kind of jump ahead of myself. Right. And see, <laughs> and see what, what's going to happen. And then, right. of course, you know, once you stop and you go, oh, I'll get back to it. And then something comes up and you don't get back to it and you never. And I, yeah. you know, once we start shooting, I thought, oh, well, I'm way past it now. So maybe I'll just wait until. Sure. You know, Book seven or something for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, in in addition to that, have you watched all the episodes? Are you yes up to yes. date? Okay. I have watched from uh, from the beginning. The first season great. I thought was great. It, it, it was it was great because it was uh, it's hard watching. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but you you have to just pay complete attention because yeah. there's so much stuff being set up. You know, mm-hmm. much stuff going on that if you, you if you just kind of casually, oh, I'm going to walk off into the kitchen and get something and yeah, just, sit in the background and come back. It's it's you you know you you've lost like a bunch of stuff. So you kind of have to sit down for that hour and just fix yourself. Really pay attention. Yeah, 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 yeah just, and, and that's oh. what you mentioned before with the the difference between Star Trek and Star Wars. Star mm-hmm. Wars is more in the surface, whereas Star right. Trek is more diving deeper and. Right. The Expanse does the same thing. You have yeah. to dive really deep into every single part of the right. universe, right? And yeah. it's season one, you really do need to pay attention yeah. and understand everything that's happening because it's being thrown at you and, and you yeah. really do need to. Yeah. So no, I completely it, understand that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so yes, I have, I have watched, uh, my wife and I have watched every episode that uh, it's kind of, it's a little weird because, you know, what you, as the actor, you've, you've filmed your scene and you sort of know, oh, this is, this is coming. So when you watch it, you have to kind of detach yourself to go, oh, I, what's coming up like... next? <laughs> Without, yeah. Oh, I wonder what happens next. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No. So do you have, I, I think I already know the answer to my second question. So my first question is, do you have a favorite moment? And do you have a least favorite moment? Um, I don't know if I've had, if, if there's any one. It's hard. A moment that, that scenes or something that, that uh, I'm in or just. In general. In general. Um, yeah. It's. Uh, yeah, there wasn't any. Uh, big moment that I can, you know. Mm. Because there was, I mean, there's a whole bunch. I do like, uh, maybe not moments, but I do like uh, uh, some when certain characters come on and I go, oh, mm-hmm. I, I thought, uh, you know, when Jared Harris as Anderson Dawes mm-hmm. came on, I was like, whoa, that's, wow, I gotta, <laughs> you know, you, you kind of, you're glued to the TV then. Um, and of course, you know, uh, it's, it's funny watching scenes with Shorey uh, and then doing scenes with Shorey because uh, it's, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's almost the same because she's such a presence on the screen. But (laughs) when you're sitting there doing a scene with her, she's, you know, she's a big presence there. Yeah. You get a little, Oh, (laughs) you feel that energy and you go, Oh, okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, It's great. No, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just not maybe maybe not um, moments, but just mm-hmm. characters. Yeah, right. Bobby coming in the second uh, season was, I was amazing. Like, oh, great, yeah, you know. No. No, I was just going to say that the the characters are so unique and so different that there is something to love about each and every mm-hmm. single one of them, and mm-hmm. that's a very important. 
Yeah. I do have to say one of the moments that stuck out for me when we were at the uh, finale party in New York, uh-huh. I was actually sitting next to you and oh, okay. the scene where Clarissa sees Holden in the right. cell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You laughed, and I was just like, thank God, this scene is like, <laughs> it got all of us. We yeah. all laughed. Oh, it was just... Oh, it was great. That was, was, a, <laughs> that was very good. Just it made me great. laugh thinking about it. <laughs> it's funny, you know, uh, people always say, oh, you know, how is it like to work with so-and-so? And uh, A lot of times, like, um, when we shot the scene, uh, the sort of flashback scene, with mm-hmm. Julie and Clarissa. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I'd met Florence. Oh, okay. Where we're like in the end of season three. I mean, and then you look back and think about it. We never had, you know, it was just, we never, right. never right, right. I'm like, everybody's going, oh, you know, she, we're, you know she's great. And, you know, how do you like working with your daughter? And I'm like, well, I'm like, <laughs> 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 awkward. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, uh, television's wild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, I think a lot of people are going to like get shocked when they hear this and they're going to be like, wow, that's so true. They yeah. never were in a scene together until right. season three. Yeah. They just had yeah. such a presence in each other's lives that you yeah. felt like yeah. they had scenes together. Exactly. Mm. exactly. I, yeah. Now, I did want to, uh, there's two specific moments in Mao's role in season three that I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about the very first one you just touched up on it when you go into the flashback scenes there is mm-hmm. a lot of times where you deliver such cruel lines to yeah. oh, my God. who your daughters are yeah. now as a father how did it feel for you to say such things to these women um oh, Andrea, they, going deep here oh I want to I mean <laughs> one of the things one of the things that you say is I'm not going to let any of my daughter of mine go whoring around in the belt. Um, And then you say she has the will to take our name into the future. She refuses to be stopped even by me. What do you do? Plan parties. I mean, those moments, how do you feel delivering those lines? I, that, that, that you plan parties line was like, Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, Ooh, yeah, it was just, you know, Knife to the heart kind of thing. Um, right. It, it's, uh, you know, it's, um, you can't let yourself, I mean, and, and it, it, you can't help it, but you can't let yourself, you know, as, as Jules Piramal, when I say those lines, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, uh, it's just, it, it's him. Right. You know? But as soon as I say that, you know, in, my, in me and Francois, I'm like, oh, man, this guy is like, why is this guy such a big a-hole? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know, that kind of stuff. But it, it was hard. It was not, uh, you just have to kind of throw that Tune switch in your brain. Yeah. Then, right. Okay, now, you, you know, this is, this is make-believe. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you have to make it truthful, but it's still make-believe. This is Jules. This is Francois. Yeah. Two different people. <laughs> and, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the great things about the show, this show, is uh, I think the, not, the casting is, is amazing. Not only because of the diversity, but every character that they, even the smaller parts that, that you know, they'll come on and, and you just go, whoa, okay, perfect. You can't mm-hmm. really think of anybody else doing it. And you go, wow. I mean, they, they did a great job. I thought when I, uh, second season we were shooting and I knew in the third season that uh, uh, the character of Clarissa was coming on. So I kept thinking, wow, I wonder who's going to be, who, who are they going to get? And uh, uh, as, a, as an actor in Los Angeles and also as a, an Asian-American actor, uh, we kind of all, sooner or later, we, we kind of all know each other. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's, it's it's a small, it's a big community, but it's it's also small because mm-hmm. we'll see each other. We'll, and also, I've, like I said, I, I think I've, I, one story, I walked into um, an audition room once, uh, waiting room, and there was a, a whole, like, half a dozen uh, young Asian American actresses, and I I see one that, you know, and I see my own, hey, how are you? And, you know, I, you know, yeah, you played my father. And then 
I think every other actress in there said, yeah, you played my father too. Yeah, you played my father too. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. I think I have. <laughs> so I was wondering, uh, you know, who was going to be uh, Clarissa? Um, and uh, I, I had not met Nadine before, but, uh, I, you know, again, incredible casting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. She yes. also has a very strong presence yes, when she's yes. in the scene, which is fantastic. Just and like I her was, father. Yeah, I was, <laughs> and with the two of them together, right? Uh, right. Florence and Nadine, I was like, wow, man, I, I can't wait if they ever cast my wife. <laughs> I can't wait to see who it is because these girls are gorgeous, right? I'm going, well, I think we got to <laughs> like, you know, an amazing, you know, supermodel or something. <laughs> so that's another thing that we need to discuss with the writers. Please yes. bring yeah. in his wife. We really do want to take a look to see how she is. Where yeah. they got the jeans. Yeah. <laughs> that's too funny. <laughs> now, I want to... Now, we, we touched part on the family, Mouse family. Now I want to get into protogen and your role in the protomolecule. Um, you had moments of regret as Mao where you wanted to stop the project. Right. Um, and there was a lot of times while the episodes were running where people questioned whether your loyalties were going to change and that yeah. you were going to become right. a good guy. And then all right. of a sudden it switches. It, does it... Did you ever feel that Mao was going to do a switch? Did you feel like it was just a temporary thing? Because I know that the moment where we put the nail in the coffin and we were like, nope, he's never coming back, was when you saw Katoa deconstruct right, right. The, the nurse. So yeah. how do you feel about these <sighs> moments? Um, it, it's, uh, again, like I say, it's, it's, it's all the writers. So um, when he does sort of get that you know his conscience is going especially in the scenes where he goes in and he's watching and he goes we're we're, we're, we're experimenting with children mm-hmm. right and you go well yeah I mean I think it's um, you can't I, I can't think of anybody who's gonna just go oh, okay keep keep you know keep working on the kids you know it's okay it doesn't matter what kind of thing unless you know without a moment of, of hesitation going oh my god mm. you know what am i doing it's just worth it to you know um kind of thing and it's that's the moments where you go yeah it's it's uh it makes mao of course a little more human a little more you know right. because it does uh he does feel like some some has he gone too far uh one of the difficult things for me was at that point he had already sacrificed julie mm-hmm. right so uh, you know this it's like wow uh you've sacrificed your own daughter i mean do you have any conscience left kind of right. thing um what really helped was uh working with uh, uh, Leah, the little girl who played May. Right. She was just so adorable and cute. And then uh, when we weren't working, when we weren't doing shooting, you know, we're, we're off on the side sitting around and getting to know her and stuff. It really helped to make it, you know, when we were shooting to have her there going on. You don't really have to act too much to go, oh my God, I, I can't, you know. <laughs> what am I doing to this little girl? Kind of thing. So cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that it's it's um, and 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 as Francois, uh, you know, it, when you play the bad guy all the time, sometimes you get to a point where you go, "Geez, I wish I wasn't such," you know. <laughs> I wish I wasn't doing something. I wish I, I could be like a good guy and do something that make you feel good. And that little that little hesitation of Mao and the little you know conscience things there that 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 give that gave me a little <laughs> a little boost, even though I knew it was okay. Uh, I don't think he's gonna he's gonna change all the all the way kind of thing. Uh, but uh, it, it it helps to make it. Uh, 
like like you say, the kind of show that's that's very nuanced and this mm-hmm. deep. Right. It's not just right. Oh, he's bad. He does this stuff, and you know, for no reason, whatever. Or he's good and, and stuff like that. Yeah. There's that aspect of humanity, and and like you said. It, there is that moment of hesitation. And I think yeah. that you portrayed it so well that a lot of people did question yeah. <laughs> what Mao was going to do eventually. Mm-hmm. Even um, on our so own show. Exactly. We debated they, it on this show. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so well, do, yeah. does Lou and Shannon have anything else to ask? Anything else before we wrap it up? No, I think, I think we've oh. done a good job here. You I know thought- what, though? Um, we do have to say one of our hosts couldn't make it tonight. Um, he's a huge fan. Uh, he loves Lost more than more than anything. He <laughs> loves Lost so much. Um, and he just wanted to make sure, you know, wanted us to say hi. Um, he's sorry he couldn't make it. He was very oh. excited. Um, the thunderstorms out in the east are really messing with everybody, mm-hmm. including everybody's Internet. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry I missed him. I, you know, maybe... I'll see him somewhere else next time. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we can hope. Yeah, we, we actually did a Lost podcast back in the day. And, oh, uh, yeah. He, was, he, uh, he, he and I were both huge fans of Lost, and we did, like, your portrayal of uh, the doctor <laughs> on there on the, on, the, on the tape. That was awesome. You see, another, what about how, you know, a-hole, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, As no, they're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I, when I was doing it, I was like, because it would all I did was those videotapes in the beginning. Mm. And then as the seasons went by and the character became more prominent mm. by that time though, it was like, Oh, wow. I, I remember doing something and I go, wow, this, this guy is, is, is like another big a-hole and I, I can't do anything about it. <laughs> We're already deep into the thing and I can't change character right, right now. Kind of. <laughs> So, I didn't agree yeah. to this. Yeah, <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. Yeah. So we'll have to put a plea out there that somebody can hire you for a for a humanitarian role and you'd be redeem Loves yourself. Loves puppies. <laughs> there watch, you go. Yeah. Watch the uh, watch the tick. Like I said. Yeah. There. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Character there's the anti anti mile the anti bad guy. So. Uh, we will definitely have to do that to get yeah. that bitterness out of us. Yes. yes. <laughs> That anger. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, Francois, this was a pleasure interviewing oh. you. We had so much fun, um, especially just learning your background in acting. I think people are going to get a kick out of that, getting a little Thank bit of a so glimpse much. of, yeah, <laughs> of what the best father in universe in the universe is all about. Um, we really do want everybody to give you so much love and support, and we do appreciate what you have done with um, Jewel Pierre Mao because he is a very powerful presence, and you made him come alive. I know that the writers do a lot mm-hmm. um, to make him come alive, but you're the one in his shoes, and we really do appreciate everything you've done for the show that we really do love and care about. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much, everyone. It was a pleasure doing this. This was great fun, and uh, you know, um, hi to everyone out there. Hi to was it, was it Eric? Eric. Eric. Yeah, Eric, who <laughs> got messed up by the storm. Mm-hmm. You know, next time. Yes, you're always welcome. Yeah. <laughs> okay, All right, you. perfect. Thank you so much. Okay, guys. Nice talking to you. You thank too. You. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. Okay, well, that was a lot of fun. It was great having Francois on the show. I think you guys will agree, right? We both had, all three of us had a lot of fun doing that. Mm-hmm. And now now I know if you want to get into acting, it, it, there's, a, there's a way in. You got to, you know, it, it, that's where the girls are. Catholic so. school. There you go. Catholic school. Jesuits. Way in. No, it, it was a lot of fun having Francois on. I'm glad he was a, a guest for us. Mm-hmm. So and he actually said he might come back. So we'll see what we can do after next season. It'd be so much fun. Yes, super awesome. excited. Well, unless you guys have anything else, I think we are about ready to wrap the show up. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Okay, so here we go. Cut the signal. Cut oh the signal. God. Let's just kill the transmission. Um, yes. You can find us online. Uh, the email is the best way to get a hold of us. Actually, uh, typebeam at randomchatter.com goes to all the hosts. 
You can find us on Twitter uh, for the show. It's at the Tight Beam. Don't forget the the the. And uh, the network is at Random Chatter. You can find me on Twitter at Lou Skywalker. That's Skywalker without the E. Shannon, where can they find you on? Twitter? Twitter. Ah. Yes. Well, you can... <laughs> I think I started talking. I was it's like, lying oh, okay. belts all over again. Um, you can find me pretty much anywhere at ShankBeezy. Awesome. And Andrea, where can people find you? You can find me at Cats Bears on Twitter. Um, that's K A T Z B E R Z. And you can also find Francois on Twitter at Francois Chow. That's F R A N C O I S C H A U. Awesome. You can also find us on Instagram. We are just random chatter on Instagram. And of course, all the stuff we do is online at randomchatter.com. Uh, we'd love it if you spread the word about the show. Leave us reviews wherever you download your show from. You know, click all the stars, write us a little paragraph. That's always good to do. Um, you know, share us on social media. Talk about us on Twitter. Talk about us on Instagram. That's awesome. And of course, word of mouth. If your friends are into the same things you are, they'd probably love to listen to the show as well. Uh, you can join our community by uh, getting a hold of us on Discord. We have a server for Discord. It's randomchatter.com slash Discord. There are a bunch of free channels out there that relate to the shows we do and uh, just an open um, lobby. Uh, to get access to the rest of our Discord, uh, there's probably another 40 or 50 channels beyond that, which are just very active. Um, we ask you to donate to us. So by going to Patreon, um, randomchatter.com slash Patreon, you can donate a dollar a month and join us on Discord in all the channels. Uh, the music you hear on this podcast is Ursa Minor by Cell Dweller and the Sillies of Set and Sounds. All trademarks are owned by their respective owners. Until next time, take care.